Welcome back to Two Can't Keep a Secret, your favorite Pretty Little Liars rewatch podcast. My name is Jay, and I am here with my favorite co-host of all time, the wonderful AJ Norris. AJ, how are you doing today? I'm a little sick. Calm event. We are still here. We are pushing through to talk about this show. You know what makes me sick? Early 2010s explanations of the internet. I'm not gonna lie, right? Uh, I was like, this is not some bad advice that was given in this episode. I'll be honest with you. It wasn't. I, I will say that Caleb Reynolds does know how to set a password. Correct. Comma, but the number of times they said hotspot, I was like, man, a hotspot must be something different. Than what right, I like, is for. this something made up for the show? I will tell you that mm-hmm. um, my mom's, like, favorite tv show of like all time is 24 Mm -hmm. and like i just remember going back and trying to watch it in like 2020 Mm -hmm. during the pandemic and in the first two episodes the amount of times they relied for national security on a floppy disk i couldn't watch the show simply because the technology was relevant to the time that it was filmed but so outdated, but not so outdated that it was like watching like a civil war reenactment or something. Uh, so I was just like, oh, it's too, like floppy disks are both too old and too soon to be like referenced in television I'm watching. So Pretty Little Liars is kind of getting there. I, I can see that. Like Pretty Little Liars, it, it was definitely a time and a place. You know, it was a time in a place. Yes. And you know what? Despite my current um, emotional states, I'm not happy about it. (laughs) All right. Well, we don't have any news and we don't have any uh, emails. So I think we should just jump, jump right in. Fair enough. And we start this episode with, guess what? Caleb Reynolds talking about how he's using a hotspot to access the the internet at school when he otherwise can't access internet. And I want to know, AJ, did you ever try to like go around the firewalls at your school? No. Um, I, like, honestly, Jay, back when I was um, a wee lad in like middle school and high school, the only thing I was using the internet for that wasn't for schoolwork was cool math games. Yeah, that's what <laughs> we used to. We went around the firewall <laughs> to like play that in Neopets. Like so, we we weren't doing a scandalous, like right. But like, like, I, we mm-hmm. still you went around the firewall. Like cool math games was like blocked at our school. Oh, it was blocked at your school. Oh yeah. Whoa, that's interesting. Anything that used flash was was blocked. Ah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, because it it was not blocked at my school, so I didn't need to go around the firewall or do some if magic. You went to a, cool, a cool school. Um, if that's what you want to call it. Where <laughs> they're like, we don't care what you do. As long as it's cool math games. Like, cool math games was like the thing. 
Yeah, we like that entry. Are we Mm -hmm. shocked that, spoiler alert, throughout this episode, Hannah has no idea what a hotspot is? No. I'm going to tell you something, Jay. At this point in time, I don't know what a hotspot is. So, like, I wouldn't expect anyone else to know what it is. That's fair. When I was, like, 16, I don't think I knew what a hotspot was. Mm -mm. Now I do, but... But you know, yeah. Like we're not we're not all tech wizards like Caleb. Um, last name. Yeah, and the thing is, like, Caleb is. We'll get to it, but he's like a tech wizard. A wizard. Um, like, like honestly, if you had told me like what he was doing was just science fiction, I would be like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, if someone was like, um, you actually can't do that from like a remote laptop, I'd be like, in 2010, I'd be like, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> I believe. It. Um, but he's like doing like national treasure kind of hacking. Like, what is he doing on his laptop? He's trying to get information on the person that Vivian's phone called. He's like trying hmm. to trace that number. Interesting. Um, and meanwhile, Arya and here's like, yeah. my thing, right? I have in the past, I've had unknown numbers call me. And I was like, who is this person? So you know what I've done? I went to the white pages. Oh, I Googled I the like, phone number. So it's like, I'm not doing like all this master stuff. Like it's not hard. <laughs> right. And what? like one time, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell the story just because like this episode is stupid. And also because it's so funny to me. One time, a random phone number called me. And you know how sometimes when it's a random number, like caller ID gives you like the name of the person who owns the phone, who like pays for the phone. Mm -hmm. So the name was something ridiculous. I want you to to guess what this ridiculous name was. Carrie Underwood. That is a silly name, but no, it was Rance E. Grape. R-A-N-C-E space. E space grape. Why? Wait, that makes no sense. Am, am, I, am I missing the joke? Like, it's just weird. That's such a stupid name. Who would it's name so... their child that? It's like, you know, that kid got bullied and called rancid grape as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and so, my friend, um, slash co worker who will remain nameless, then look this guy up on ancestry.com <laughs> and we found like all of his family because this guy kept calling me at work and like just leaving like voicemails with like random noises but it wasn't like technology noises it was just like butt dialing me and he butt dialed me like four times throughout the work day and so my coworker slash friend looked him up on ancestry.com um, and we found out a lot about Rance E. Grape nothing interesting just like you know, whose grandparents were, that kind of thing. Did you know Rancy Grapes? No. Or was this just a random person? I don't know who this was. I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm going to pull a Kiki, a Kiki Palmer. Sorry to that man. Ah. I don't know him. Ah, fair enough. Yeah, so Rancy Grape, if you're listening, hi. My sister used to do a thing where uh, if she wanted to give, if someone asked for her phone number, but she didn't want to give them her phone number. She would just give them mine. Oh God! And I'd be like, I'd be like, who is this? I don't know you. 
I just give mine with like a different last two numbers? Uh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So meanwhile, uh, Arya, Spencer, and Emily are in the hallway. Uh, and Spencer looks like she is about to like crap her pants. So and she was like, what? And like she's gonna crap her pants. Ah. And Arya's like, are you sure you want to meet this random guy? And Spencer's like, we absolutely have to. We have to find out what he knows about Allison. Um, we find out here that Spencer's been staying at Arya's house for a week since she found, so it's been about a week since they found out that, or since Spencer found out that Jason's her half-brother. Um, but she hasn't told the other girls. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Like, I, I I said last um, episode, I was like, you know what? This is her initial reaction. She is fine. I am okay with her having that reaction at that time. Even if she stayed at Arya that night. I was like, you know what? That's fine. I get it. It's been a week. Like, it's been a week. It's been a week. <laughs> and this seems like, like something that happens pretty regularly for at least these girls. Like, Drew, like, Spencer, honestly, buck up and talk to your dad. It's not, like, it's not that big of an issue. I'm being, I'm, I'm being honest with you, Jay. It's not that is, issue. He had, he cheated on your mom over two decades ago. And it happened. <laughs> it's, been, it's been, like, 20 years, yeah. So, like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Such a betrayal for you who weren't even born. Right, yeah. Um, and Arya's like trying to offer to help and then all of a sudden like the swim team rushes in with a trophy they they won uh, I don't know if it's like state or whatever but uh, we see that Maya's even at the school and she's like she made a sign for Emily and like everyone's congratulating them Um, this is within a week of Emily being back on the team I don't know what the swim team season is. I don't know what time of year it is in the show. Do you... And that's really important. Under... It's really important for me to know the timeline because it's only been a week, right? But later we're yeah. going to find out that like Byron is still quote unquote being a hard ass on Arya and I'm like, spoiler alert, like I'm like, no, he's not. It's been, because it's probably been like a month, you know, since he found out. And um, this episode did, and we're going to talk more about this later on, it really did bring back my frustration with the timeline of the show. Yeah, what time of year is it? We don't know. Like, here's the thing, Jay. Is it the spring semester? Is it winter break? It has to be around spring. It, like, <laughs> otherwise, it makes no sense with some of the other stuff that is happening and lining up in the time periods. Okay, and like, I'm white, but I don't know the answer to this question. What time of year is field hockey? Um, I feel like it's field hockey. What's field hockey? Kind of like lacrosse, but not. But Spencer okay. plays lacrosse, plays field hockey, and she was playing it in the beginning of the season, or or at least in the beginning of the show. And it this, and the first two seasons have all been within the same school year, I think. Mm-hmm. Which in and of itself is wild. That's insane. Yeah. I'd, I, I, I need these people to get... I, I need... And I know it's not going to happen in season two because we're almost at the end of season two. But season three, 
I need them to get like you know their ish together yeah. with the timeline. Give oh by the way, speaking of timeline, um, between us recording, um, was the anniversary of Allie's disappearance. <gasps> oh, that. interesting. And we still know what happened to her. Well, we know. We- AJ, AJ is like, I know who killed Ali De Laurentiis. <laughs> he confessed. <laughs> There's never been a false confession ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know if it's the end of the Sloan team's like year or what, but th- they've won some kind of trophy and as they're coming in, all celebrating, Hannah's like, yeah, we can have the party at my house. First of all, Ashley, why are you inviting a bunch of teens over to your house after the last thing that happened to party? Um, and, surprise, guess who else is there to celebrate? Officer Garrett. That's so exciting. Isn't that nice for him to still be involved with school spirit stuff? Is it? Because <laughs> <laughs> no. he's actually there on a court order <laughs> to take Caleb's laptop. Because <gasps> Garrett's uh-huh. like, somebody's hacking it into school files. We traced it back to your IP address. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Caleb's like, why would I leave a trace? Like, do you think I'm that stupid? And Garrett says, uh, I don't know if you're that stupid. We're, we're going to find out. Like, First off, that's not the right answer. The right answer is, I want to leave a trace. The first thing is, I didn't do that. Right. Correct. <laughs> Caleb. But Garrett's like, Garrett gives a pretty good response. It's like, I don't know if you're that stupid. But let's find out. Let's find out. Let's find out. He is giving uh, assumption of innocence, but also saying, if you are stupid, we will find it. Correct. Um, it's, one like of the least, it's one of the least, like, bad things it's like one of the most policy following things the cops have done in this show like listen they they got a court order um they received the uh the information and um they didn't do anything they didn't harass anybody they just went got the laptop and went along with their business we will find out later that they didn't call his family in California, which I think if you're interacting with a minor in any way, shape, or form under the assumption of uh, a crime being committed, and you're investigating them in any way, that you should be co- communicating with that person's adults or guardians. Would they call them, though? Because is she? Is his well, mom his I, guardian? They also didn't say that they called the foster mom. Yeah, but we know the foster mom's trash, so they might have. Right, but like, we don't. We, every time the cops do something in the show, we're told. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, anyway. Also, how did the cops know about the family in California? <laughs> I'm not. I. <laughs> well. I have I have questions. Okay. Um, I, we'll get to them. Yeah. I feel like this whole episode, we're like, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But uh, yeah, they're like, Garrett's like, Officer Garrett's like, hey, am I going to need a password for this thing? Which obviously, 
Um, but Caleb says, I'll be a buck with you, Jay. In 20, what? I'll be a buck with you, Jay. In 20, like, what was this, 2010? Mm-hmm. I didn't have my own computer in 2010. But the family computer did not have a password. Well, you know, but like, if you're accusing someone of hacking into the school system yeah. and oh, like having student files, like, <laughs> Well, Garrett knows there's a password. He's like, okay, I'm going to need a password for this thing, right? And Caleb says, the court order says you can take the laptop. It doesn't say anything about the information in my head. And he's so cocky throughout all the conversation. Like, the conversation Mm -hmm. he has with Hannah after this, too. Uh, He's like, they'll never be able to get around my firewall. And let me tell you, there was a show on, um, I don't know what channel it was on, but a show where, like, people tried to, like, live as if they were wanted by the police. Uh, Rob covered this show, uh, Rob Sesternino. Um, and like they could go within like three states, and like these people like use made a Tinder profile and like met, matched with girls in Charleston using Tinder. And like, we're like, hey, can we stay with you for the night? Just try and stay under the radar. The police found them, hunted like if the police want something, they're gonna get it, and like. These police are adults, Caleb, and you are a teenager. You're not that good. Hunted was a good show. That was Hunted, fun. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I a, a year or so ago, I binged all the British seasons. <gasps> There's British seasons? Oh, yeah, and they're on Amazon Prime. Ooh, we'll I know what I'm a... <laughs> Fair enough. There's this one guy, he's incredible. Anyway, uh, yeah, Hannah's like, um, okay, but I'm gonna let my friends know that they took your laptop, but uh, then they receive, all the core four receive a text, and it's from A, and it says, now it's Caleb's turn. Caleb's turn for what? I really think that should have been just sent to Hannah. Yeah, what's the point in including the other girls in that? Yeah, especially they're already all together. Well, that's never stopped day before. Yeah, but when it's like, it's like, why does Spencer give two craps about what happens to Caleb? Well, I mean, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but does Arya care? He's not 30 years older than her. <laughs> um, you're wrong for that. <laughs> but am I? You're not. <laughs> so Caleb and, and, and Hannah go to talk in the empty computer room and Hannah's freaking out for the both mm-hmm. of them mm-hmm. um, and again Caleb is so cocky um, and he reassures Hannah that all the files from A are on flash drives they're backed up online why would you never mind he probably mm-hmm. is probably on the black market or something. I don't know. Like the dark the black, web. I love the black market. That's funny. I meant the dark web. I said the black market, you know, whatever. I understand. Like, um, but, but here's the thing, right? Like Hannah's saying some stuff that it's like, Kip's like, well, how would you know this information? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like somebody, like she's dropping hints that she knows exactly who put this information on Caleb's laptop 
And he's like, how would you know that someone hacked my computer and put it on there? And like, how would you know all of this, like all the details of this information and how would you have a hunch? And she's like, don't, don't worry about it. Doesn't Caleb know about it? Oh, and he's like, oh, and I, th- well, the thing is, she says, I think it might be Garrett. Oh. And Caleb's like, why would you think it's Garrett? And she says, I just do. <laughs> oh, Lordy. That is but, all the explanation she needs to give, right? That, no. Like, honestly, that explanation gives more questions, if anything. Not for Caleb. Uh, he's like, I'm not going to dig. You're angry. You're upset. Um, and she's like, can't you just go online remotely using your hot thingy? And he's like, hot spot? Yeah, your hot thingy and delete all the files remotely. And he tries to do it. Turns out uh, that he can't. But this is where we see that Caleb's typing in his password and he tells Hannah that the init- the letters are the cities he grew up in in order that he lived there, alternating capital letters, and it ends with a 1105 exclamation point. And Hannah's like, what's 1105? And Caleb's like, it's a number. She's like, does it mean so, anything? He's like, no. The answer is yes. <laughs> you know how I know like, it means something? What? Because everything else about that password means something. Right, right. <laughs> and also, like, with a complicated password, everything has to be related to something. Correct. Yeah. Also, well, Jay, have you ever um, chose one of those passwords that is like, the, it's like Google automatic made it? No, because I won't remember it. Ah, uh, fair enough. Have you? I think I've done, I've done that once, and it was a headache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't do it. I'm like, mm-mm, no, mm. ma'am, no, thank you. I understand. But it also, it's like not hard to guess four numbers is a date. Right. Correct. Like, 1105. Well, it has to be the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, we spoiled the end of this episode. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and then there's an exclamation point and Caleb's like, yeah, you have to use punctuation. Um, by the way, great tips to use uh, I'll, I'll, to use different capitalization, mm-hmm. to use uh, what seems to be random letters, um and numbers to use a mix of letters numbers and punctuation marks mm-hmm. um and caleb and but anyway caleb can't get into his computer he says either the police haven't tried messing with it yet or they're smart enough to keep it offline also the they like is- just oh. took it oh yeah like they're probably not even at the station yet <laughs> correct they're probably in their car like chatting they had to stop and get some coffee be like as the same donuts. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, meanwhile, at Arya's locker, Holden's trying to get her to go out with him. And Arya's like, no, you haven't told me what you're up to. Why did you have all those pills? Mm-hmm. And for a guy who is keeping things close to the vest, he just, like, pours it out. He's like, okay, let me tell you. Almost immediately. I think it was a situation where it's like, 
I really got, want to do this situation. And honestly, I cannot do this unless everything she knows the truth. But you can't get another girl. This boy has no riz. The answer is no. Have you seen this kid? Uh, mean, but yeah. like also, <laughs> like I'm being honest with you, Jay. I saw the back of his head during the scene. I was like, Lucas. Same. <laughs> Same. I was like, and all then I was like, Ezra looks weird in this scene. <laughs> so I was like, it can't be Lucas. Lucas has no reason to talk to Arya. <laughs> but it's Holden, and he confesses that he's been doing martial arts, and his parents don't know. Uh, and they forbid him from compete. The way he talks about his parents is like they forbid him, and it's like, dude, you're not in some like medieval romance novel. Like, no one talks like that. My parents won't let me, but he says my parents forbid me. And those pills you saw, those were just pain pills, and I never even took them. And Arya's giving him a look like that sounds sketchy, and Holden's like, it's not sketchy. Um, and he it's shows that his bruise is healed. And then Arya eventually agrees when he says that there's a big tournament coming up and it's a qualifying match. And if he misses it, he won't be able to compete in the tournament. Arya, stop doing favors for people. He's doing martial arts. He can, he can do it. It's fine. And it turns out that um, she might also have an ulterior motive. Well, I don't know if she has an ulterior motive at this point in time, but she's like, I'm not just going to hang around in Philadelphia while you're doing your thing. Which Let me like, do my thing. There's plenty to do in Philadelphia. Why don't you? Honestly, I think Philadelphia is a lovely city. I have never been, but I've heard good things. Me neither. So We'll, we'll, we'll go to Philadelphia one day. But right now, we're going to go to Ella's classroom. Oh, what's Ella doing? She's packing up some books, um, and Byron is there. I guess he doesn't have class to teach. Could this be the end of the year? Like, the teachers are packing. Ella's packing I feel like it has to be the end of the year, right? Because, like, the swim team is, like, winning, like, a trophy, which implies that, like, it's, like, the state competition or something. Um, But, yeah, Ella says she's taking Arya and Holden to the city on a date. Um, The they arranged like 15 minutes ago and Byron is like, um, why? What, what did she see in that boy? <laughs> Which valid like, question, his daughter's questionable taste. I think I liked his other question was more valid. It was like, so there's nothing to do around town. <laughs> you have to right, like why are they going all the way up to Philadelphia? Yeah. Um, and Ella's like, well, I'm getting drinks with Noreen, and Byron's like, I hate Noreen. She's like, I didn't invite you. But I also wouldn't know, like, who's Noreen? Right, like, <laughs> what's going on? Um, and then he's like, well, like, and Ella's like, well, well, if you let them take the train, and I'm like, dude, at maximum three three months ago, you found out your daughter was dating her English teacher. I am not letting her take the train by herself to go meet up with anyone until she turns 18. 
And like honestly, and I think Ella was framing, and I think Ella and Byron are looking at this in two different ways, right? Like Ella's looking at this as like you don't trust her daughter. Like I think she has, she's done the time, she has been on her p's and q's. I feel like she deserves some more trust. And I think Byron is looking at this more like it's not that I don't trust her. Well, he straight up says oh, he's not ready to trust her, comma but. <laughs> I think he's more looking at it like, I don't trust other people around yes. my daughter. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I don't trust other people to not be taking advantage of my daughter because as much as I trust her, her brain is not fully developed. I can trust her as much as I, like, mm-hmm. I can trust her as much as I can trust any 16-year-old, which is usually. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Um, we should not have to trust it. Yeah, and there, and uh, and Ella's like, we've known Holden since preschool. Guessing every move, their every move seems pretty in- insane and extreme. And Byron says the most AJ and J thing in the world, which is dating your English teacher, is extreme. Like. It is. Byron is a top five character for me, full stop. I wouldn't go that far. I, I like I understand his problematic past. Comma, but <laughs> on the track that he's currently on, I'm not mad at him. I like his anti-pedophilia stance. I will say and that. And let me tell you something, Jay. Your, your little main characters, your core four, none of them. Oh, are none of them are in my top five. Really? No, one of them is. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, that that's going to be my homework. I'm gonna come to you next time, next podcast, and tell you who my top five is. So, all five of my top five are Hannah and her mom. <laughs> <laughs> all five of them are just two people. Just, just the parents. <laughs> Um, definitely not Spencer who is skipping maybe it's after school at this point I don't know but she's going Mm. to see Jason at his office which seems to be out of family business I was so confused because I've never heard I've never heard of a De Laurentiis business right Mm -hmm. and it turned I think they like work in like real estate maybe something to do with like architecture or real estate anyway but I could be getting that from a later season or making that up in my head like I truly don't know um but um anyway Jason is chatting with Maya and then Maya leaves weird but whatever um and then Spencer goes up to Jason explains she's looking for him and Jason's like yeah I only work a few hours a day because of course he does I'm so mad. Like, it's just, it's just business not going that well. I don't know if business isn't going that well or business is going so well that he's able to, like, just work a little bit and call it a day. But he does say, like, he's trying to revitalize the business. So I guess business isn't going that well. Gotcha. Um, but Spencer's, like, pressing him for questioning about for, – for answers about – her dad and he is like talk to your father like you don't want answers from me which i think is respectable 
like you want answers talk to your father about this that's who you're mad at like like <laughs> i'm also i'm in the same situation as you here i might have a little bit more information but like talk to your dad about this like he is the one that you want the answers from you don't want my answers like honestly let's keep it about 50. jason's in a worse situation this semester like because again genuinely from two episodes ago two episodes ago to now three episodes ago to now a season ago to now nothing has changed <laughs> like legit nothing but um this man there's something going on with a world that's being i mean cut out of an illegitimate father that he has to deal with his like, sister he, is dead like, murdered <laughs> by one of his friends like listen it's a, it's a mess like talk to your dad spencer <laughs> um and he, and Jason's like listen I don't I don't want to hurt you like that's not why I'm not telling you all this and Spencer's like yeah but you left that night you left town the night I was arrested so why would you come back and I guess that is a question that her dad can't answer so Jason did, did, did Jason show up to the police station that night or no I don't think so I remember Ian showing up, but I don't remember if Jason did. Yeah, but Jason admits that he found a not Ian. Ian was there. Who who who's who's Arya's new thing? Ezra. Pause. I, I I hate that I said that. I hate that words came out of my mouth. Ezra. Ah, uh, yeah. But Jason admits he found another one of Allie's like secret stashes under the floorboards in her room at their grandma's in Savannah. Um, and. Spencer's like, oh yeah, Allie used to say when she hides things, they stay hid. Which, like, again, feels very cocky, kind of like uh, kind of like Caleb and his cockiness. But Jason says there were letters in the box which were from their dad to Jason's mom. And there were some love letters in there. And also $15,000 in cash. That's all the cash. I, what's, it, what's it doing in the floorboard? And how is a 16-year-old not spending any of it? Hey, Jay, let me tell you something. As a 16-year-old, look, you as um, my current age, money was not my strong suit. Like, Listen, like, we that... know that you kept it in your bike. Okay? We know you kept your money in your bike. So $15,000? Like, that shit's gone. <laughs> AJ's like, yeah. yeah, you got me. <laughs> Again, was not cool money. <laughs> um, Spencer is like, how did she get the money? Like, Spencer can't even think about it. And Jason's like, no. Take a minute and think. Uh, so they figure, so they both come to the conclusion that Spencer's dad probably blackma- was being blackmailed by Allie. Um, and Spencer's like, yeah, sounds like Allie. So we're going to cut to later that evening where Aria is sitting at a booth in a diner and the girls are sitting behind her. Um, and there's a copy of Lolita on the table that Aria is sitting at, which seems appropriate. Um, two things. Number one, I'm already over the storyline. Number two, 
does Lolita mean anything? I, I've never heard of it. I've never seen it. Oh, AJ. <laughs> I, okay. Okay. So, I've never read Lolita, but I know all about it because of the cultural stranglehold it has on certain corners of the internet. Um, so, Lolita is a book. It's a Russian, it's a piece of Russian literature uh, by Vladimir uh, Nabokov. And basically, it is a commentary on um, older men being obsessed, groomed, sexually abused um, by an older man. Um, and it's been uh, it's been banned several times in the United States. Um, it's been made into movies. Um, it's become misconstrued in popular media to be like a story of a young girl obsessed with an older man and like that the author was condoning this kind of relationship when really it was like a commentary on how wrong that kind of relationship was. So it's interesting that both Allie and, because this was Allie's copy, and Aria now have interacted with this physical copy of Lolita. Um, so an older man comes by, not like older, but like he's like definitely like an adult. And he and he sits down and he asks Aria, how much did Vivian owe you? So Vivian owed this man money. Uh, and Throughout their conversation, this man explains that he worked at Allegheny Cellular and Human Resources. Vivian wanted information and wanted to know, uh, and it becomes clear that Vivian told him that her friend Allison was getting texts from an anonymous person. She wanted to know who that person was um, and she would pay to find out. Um, this man, went into the system and accessed the information, gave it to her, and then got fired because he wasn't supposed to be doing that. Um, Dang, it's an, the consequences of your own actions. He fucked around, and he found out. <laughs> I have no sympathy for this guy. Right. Yeah, same. And Arya's, and he, Arya's like, okay, um, can I have the information? He said, no. Vivian found the information before she paid me and then she, she never paid me. And so Arya reaches for her purse and is like, how much does she owe you? Thinking it's like, what, 20 bucks? AJ, it was $2,000. Like, I'm being bugged with you, Jay. Even if I was going to lose my job, I'm not going to lose my job over something like 20 bucks. I know, <laughs> but like, Arya, Arya thought that. Okay. But also... Dang, you really risked it all for $2,000. Uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, $2,000 to risk your job. And he had to know that it was wrong because it was restricted information. Um, anyway, he's like, I'll pay you, or you can pay me $2,000 today, or it might change. And he writes down her, his number, and Arya asks for his name, and he says, Jonah. I like... That's my real name. Um, but I like <laughs> how he's like, you know what? It's two thousand dollars right now, but like I cannot guarantee that's how much it's gonna cost later. Yeah, now like he knows how 
how valuable that information is, yeah, might as well make bank. I I, I agree. It, it starts. It starts, Aria. I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, and uh, it's the only time anyone's done anything bad to Arya in her life. Listen, is there a reason? I, I guess it didn't matter that the girls were like just in the booth next to them. Yeah, he doesn't know who they are. Like, but I was like, do they have to like pretend like to not be part of this? I guess. I don't know. Okay. They were just like pretending that they were just like dining at the table next to them. And I guess like they didn't want to make it seem like it was a bigger deal than it actually was. Mm -hmm. But they were like not pretending very well. I I got another question though, real quick. Okay. Okay. So let's say so this reconnaissance mission. Is Arya the girl that you send? (laughs) Yes, because it's talking to a man that's older than her. I'm be a buck. I understand what you just said, but I also remember Spencer's past. Yeah, that's fair. But also, nothing bad seems to happen to Arya, so. Ah, uh, she got that plot armor. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. So yeah, Jonah leaves. Um, and it's clear that he doesn't know that Allie is dead. Because he's like, because like if he knew that Allie was dead, obviously, like he wouldn't be willing to give that information because that information would be dangerous um so Ari asked Spencer if she'll pay and Spencer's like my parents locked my bank account down since I was arrested and I'm like as they should good job Veronica as they should I'm glad we're only giving Veronica credit I mean Peter probably doesn't know shit um so the next day I would have loved it if if Hannah was like, okay, I could check the lasagna boxes at home. (laughs) That money's gone. We know it. Um, But yeah, the next day at school, Caleb is arguing with someone on the phone. And then he tells Hannah that the police will let him have his laptop back, but he has to cooperate. And then he leaves. Then we go outside and see Arya on the phone. Guess who she's talking to, AJ? Uh, who? Her, and I, I'm quoting you here, Boothang. <laughs> Don't quote me like that. <laughs> it is a direct quote from this episode. <laughs> from and this I regretted it the moment I said it. You did, and I will not let you forget it. Um, but Ezra has an interview for a job in New Orleans and Ari's like this is such a big deal for you Um, and and Ezra's like yeah but I'm more worried what your dad is going to think if I don't take it and Ari's like we need to talk about this in person no you don't Um, Ezra suggests a French vegan place called Chez Mirabelle uh, it just opened up, and Arya's like, you must really like me if you're taking me to a French restaurant. And Arya, and Ezra says, no, I must really love you. It's French vegan food. Um, First off, is Arya vegan? I don't think so. Ah. Uh, but also gross. This That, that was disgusting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was off mic, but 
Adrian was gagging, and it's not just because he's sick. Correct. <laughs> um, saying those words felt like a hate crime. It wasn't it a crime, wasn't... but I hated it. <laughs> it's, it's not okay. Moving on. Please. Let's uh, go to Officer Garrett. Yeah. Garrett is <gasps> looking at Caleb's laptop, and mm-hmm. he sees the password uh, prompt come up. And guess who walks in? Our other favorite police officer. Do you remember his name? Wilden. Yeah, Detective Wilden. Uh, you, you um, you got to keep one cop on the case. Garrett or Wilden? Who you keep? After what? You keep one cop on the case. Is Garrett or Wilden? Who do you keep? Is the case? Is the case the laptop or Atlee's murder? Oh, I meant a case for you. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think Wilden is the more um capable and competent cop. Okay. And in Rosewood, he has fewer connections. So That's he's fair. less likely to be biased, despite the fact that he is incredibly biased. We've also <laughs> seen that Garrett is willing to do anything he can to cover up his own wrongdoings in a way that mm-hmm. is actually kind of effective. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has enough connections within Rosewood to make that happen. Gotcha. And nothing's worse than a well-connected cop. Mm. Okay. Go um, back to the storyline. Yeah. So Wilden walks in, he's like, ah, don't touch it. It could connect to the internet. And Garrett's like, so there's been no luck getting in and Darren says not yet and Garrett says he thinks he can get Caleb to talk do you think he could do you think Garrett could get Caleb to talk yes like to give answers like accurate answers I think Garrett could because I think Garrett knows what Caleb cares about which is Hannah do you think, <laughs> but do you think he could make like a credible threat against Hannah? Yeah. Interesting. Um. Uh, like, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Don't forget that Officer Garrett was at one point in time in a pedophilic relationship with Allison. Not Allison. Yeah. What was that girl's name? Or yeah, it wasn't Allison. It was Jenna. Jenna, and Jenna's a very manipulative person. Okay, that's fair. Um, so, I think Garrett could. Um, well, Officer Wilden wants to hear nothing about what Garrett could or couldn't do. And he says there's a new piece of evidence in Allison De Laurentiis' murder investigation. And it has something to do with the missing page of her aut- autopsy report. And he hands the picture to Garrett and says, what do you think's going on here? And Garrett looks like he's going to shit his pants. Well, like, he, yeah, he looks nervous. He looks nervous the entire time until he actually gets the file or picture. And, like, here's the thing. Do you think that Detective Wilden suspects that Garrett knows anything? Maybe. 
like if you're trying to like tease some information out here of like oh maybe you have an idea like i know you're i know you're close to these girls maybe you know something that you're not telling us like he might know something but he also might not like that's what i would be thinking if i'm moving that's i wouldn't be suspecting anything nefarious that's fair it's also just like interesting because like I would think Garrett's too close to the case and too close to like the people involved like involved in the actual investigation to like be allowed to have this like top secret information about like what's ongoing but I guess like Rosewood's police department is small enough that they're gonna talk to each other like it's a quote-unquote small town yeah so I wouldn't be surprised if everyone in the police department is less than three degrees separation from this case that's fair. Yeah. Um, so that's enough of the police. Let's. Am I, am I, and I know you brought this up low key earlier, but am I the only one that's still like, why are we still on this Allison case? Well, I think they're noticing that certain things don't add up. So they think they have it solved, but things keep, like, new information keeps coming to light. That doesn't make sense. Like, why is there a missing page of the autopsy report? Sure. Why is there new evidence coming to light? Sure. That doesn't work with the uh, admission of guilt that they were given. Sure. Uh, okay. Understood. Um, so Byron's going to go out to his car and he finds a note on the window. And it says, it's 8.30. Do you know where your daughter will be? And then it has the address of the vegan bistro. How do you feel about this, AJ? Oh, my, uh, let me tell you something, Jay. I applaud it. I, like, you, you don't understand. Like, I was legit in my living room clapping when this letter came up. I was so excited. Nothing brought me more joy or happiness. This is the kind of shit where I'm like, A needs to do this more often. Correct. Like, A could be a vigilante for justice with a side a side job, a side quest of menacing teenage girls. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just here for it. Like, take this man down. Take down the relationship. And right. And, like, why have you not do done it yet? Because we know you could. I agree. Um... And then at the Marin's house, Hannah and Ashley are icing cookies for the party. And Hannah's like, can we get Caleb a lawyer? Um, and Ashley's like, no, he has his own family. And I mean, that's they've done so much for Caleb. Getting him a lawyer? Like, at that point, like, go over to Veronica and ask yourself if she will represent Caleb. And like a self-respecting warrior that she is, she would not. Right. And and Ashley goes to answer the phone. Maya gets there and asks Emily if they can talk. And then Ashley comes back and says, Hannah, we've been invited to the police station. Yes. I found that very interesting way that she stated that. <laughs> Well, I think like, she's trying to like, like not scream at Hannah. 
<laughs> like, Hannah, what the fuck did you do this time? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Every time I turn around, you are in some mess. <laughs> well, Maya's in a mess of her own. Because Maya and Emily go up to Hannah's room and Maya says that her parents found an old joint in her room from mm-hmm. before she went to rehab. Mm-hmm. And Emily's like, well, how did they find it? And Maya says that it was in boxes from storage when they lived at the De Laurentiis' house. Um, and it was in a bunch of drunk, it was with a bunch of junk in her dresser. Um, but her parents don't believe that it was old. And so they're sending her back to rehab. And Emily's like, so, I'll try to help you out. Here's my question. Like, besides how I personally feel about the situation, is sending your daughter back to the same rehab, which to your belief, to your viewpoints, did not effectively work the first time? Is that an adequate decision they made? Oh, under no circumstances is that the right choice. Okay. But it's the choice they're making. That's interesting. Because I was like, why are you, why is they sending her back there? Yeah, I think they just don't know what else to do. They're like, someone else will fix this problem for us. Interesting. That's what I got to say. Yeah. Yeah. But also it's like very interesting because this true north place has a reputation for also being like a conversion therapy place. And it seems to be just like a troubled teen facility. And I have my own thoughts and feelings on troubled teen facilities because most of them are actually just like ineffective and Full long term to the teens and often operate um, through intimidation and abuse as opposed to actual like best practices. Um, mm-hmm. We don't need to get into that. Okay. Well, in that case, do you think Ashley is thinking about sending Hannah, <laughs> Hannah off somewhere? I think Ashley has Googled that before. <laughs> I think <laughs> Ashley has been like, how expensive is a military academy? <laughs> like, I agree. That's hilarious. She's like, I don't want to send, and then she's like, I don't want to send Hannah somewhere where they'll cut off all her hair. Like, that is one of her prized possessions. We cannot do that. Right, like, Hannah still needs to be popular. <laughs> um, but but, so she's like, now, like, what summer camps can we send her to? Right, yeah. <laughs> Camp Mona. <laughs> um at the police station ashley and wilden are and hannah are meeting um and wilden explains that he called them in to discuss Allie's murder investigation and some pages of the autopsy that have been stolen um and the cops and he shows the photo that the cops found which is of hannah spencer and emily in the hospital outside the morgue dressed as candy stripers do you remember when this happened? No. Because, like, I'm going to be honest with you. At first, I was like, th- at first, I was like, this happened while um, Emily was in the hospital for the um, drugs that was implanted, or not, uh, that was implanted to her, uh, what's the, what was that, the cream? Mm-hmm. Or something like that? So, uh, but then I saw that um, Emily was in the picture, so it's like, so it couldn't have been that time. 
So right. I don't know what other time it could have been. So this, um, I believe, was around that time, but they found that the page was already missing. Um, but that's not what Hannah tells her mom. Um, Hannah, can, 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 can I also, yeah. Before, before we, uh, oh, since they're leaving, we're about to get past this thing away. The police should have a video and not just a picture, right? <laughs> yeah, but it would just be of them like sitting there, standing there talking. But did they go in to the there? And did they also yeah. exit? Yeah. So I think that's more like you know, more discredits what Hannah tells her mom. Right, which is <laughs> that um, Hannah. And Emily dared Spencer to go into the morgue as a joke. She's like, I didn't know that's where they kept files, which, like, fair. Um, like, who knows what's in that morgue? And um, Ashley's like, yeah, then why were you dressed up as candy stripers? And Hannah says, that's part of the joke. We thought it would be funny. And Ashley's like, I, I can tell when you're lying. Don't ever lie to me again. And Hannah says, I'm not lying. We didn't take it. And they leave. So then we go to Arya's house where... Well, wait, here's the thing, though. Here, here's the one more one thing, though. Which gives credence to, like, uh, Mrs. Marinese and Hannah White. <laughs> like, not necessarily. I thought to say to her grandma's, but I, did not, I remember meeting her grandma, and that's not a place Hannah needs to go. <laughs> she needs to, like... She needs to move in with um, Emily's parents for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an exchange program. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but because uh, that wasn't the question that um, Ashley asked Hannah, but that was the answer that Hannah gave. Hannah was like, um, I did steal the files. And I was like, okay, but that wasn't her question. Right. So Hannah's trying to hide something from her mom. And so Ashley should know that there's something going on here. And my, my daughter, she may have not took the file, but there's more going on here than what she's letting on. Yeah, and she's not the only one lying to her parents because Arya is getting dressed for her date and Byron comes in and he's like, oh, Spencer just left. And Arya says, yeah, she's going to the victory party, which you can tell Byron's like, why aren't you going to that? Um, but then Arya says that she and Holden are going to like an arcade to play games. And I'm like, you're that bad of a friend? <laughs> like, that's one of your best friends. Yeah. And like, you'd rather go on a date with Holden? Like, well, I'm going to be a buck with you, Jay. I don't care if you're down bad for Holden. Holden's not that interesting. And right. if y'all wanted to do something together, go to the party together. There's cookies. Yeah. Uh, and Byron's like, and okay, guess what? If, if afterwards you wouldn't dip, y'all can dip. Right. But it's in town. Yeah. Um, and Byron's like, are you going to meet anyone else? Going to go anywhere else? And Arya's like, no, we promise we'll be back by 11. And then Ella basically like tells Byron to stop and not hold Arya up. And then Ella tells Arya that maybe in the future, Holden and Arya should stay closer to home, even though there's more to do in the city. Because from the way Holden's parents talk, she's surprised that they're even okay with him going into Philly. 
um, even though it's only an hour away, his, his parents are worried something might happen to him because he has a heart condition. And this is news to Arya, but she acts like it isn't. So here's my thing, right? I don't like this from like Ella and Arya because um, I understand that you can be like, I'm surprised that they even allow him to um, go into the city. But they've made the decision and had the opinion that like, even though I know about my son's heart condition, I have enough faith in him. That I it's okay so that like, he goes to go the in, city. go to dinner in the city. It's not like he, yeah, like they don't know that he's doing martial arts. Correct. And also, like people with heart conditions can still like reasonably do a certain amount of physical activity and let correct. We find we find so, out so, later so, like so like like even though we know that he's doing this martial arts and stuff like that, that's not their place. Ella and Argus. Right, and like we find out later that like it's basically like an aneurysm or something, which I thought was in the brain, but whatever. What do I know? I guess you can have a heart aneurysm or, or a brain aneurysm. Anyway, mm. the guy from um, Mythbusters, one of the guys from Mythbusters uh, passed away, not the main guys, one of this like helper guys, passed away from a brain aneurysm a couple years ago. And like, he a hundred percent like did tons, but he like he was like, I'm gonna live my life and like within reasonable expectation, like those kinds of things are basically just like a ticking time bomb. And like there's mm-hmm. only so much you can do to protect yourself. Like he's going into the city to play games at an arcade. Yeah. Allegedly. Like that is not Ella's business to say your health is too fragile. Yeah. Um. Now, what happens later, I think, is Arya's place to, like, to some degree, to express concern. Okay. Yes. Not to like tell him to stop, but to express concern and say, like, "Hey, I'm concerned about you." <laughs> Not the way she does it, but she has a right to express her own concern. Anyway. Yeah. We're gonna go back in time in the episode a little bit. <laughs> uh okay from from the date uh and and at the party uh spencer uh is shocked to find out about what happened and uh because hannah fills them in and they look and uh he has a photo of them taken from the security camera um and Hannah thinks that the pages from the autopsy that were missing were stolen as part of an inside job, aka Garrett. Do you think it was Garrett? Was it not Garrett? I don't know. I'm asking you. I, I, I thought that we knew it was Garrett and Jenna. Oh, I guess we did. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> huh? But it's been a while. It has been a while. It's been months. So Hannah thinks that Caleb is going to go to jail because of her and Spencer goes to grab her jacket and she's like, we need to find out what Jonah knows. I'm going home. Screw you guys. I'm going home. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then uh, there's a brief scene where uh, Arya and Holden have a conversation and Holden's like, you're acting weird. And Arya's like, 
is this tournament dangerous? And um, Holden's like, I mean, not really. And I have a rematch against the guy who gave me all those bruises. It's going to be epic. And he leaves. Um, and, and I think... Sure, uh, learning about his heart, that's one thing. But are, before I even knew that, like, are you worried about this man's physical safety beforehand? So I think... Right, that's why um, I think it's okay that she's like, I'm worried about you. Yes, 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 yes. She doesn't have to bring up the heart condition thing to be like, I'm worried about you. Correct, correct. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's go to Spencer and her dad. Um, she goes okay. home, she sees her dad's briefcase, finds the checkbook, and then she hears the door. Um, and it's her dad who says that she's glad that he's home. Or that she's home. Um, and her dad explains what happened between uh, Jason's mom and him. Um, it was back when they were getting their law school degrees and he made a series of pretty poor decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and Spencer's like, you're talking about this like it's some business deal. You cheated. You got someone else's wife pregnant. And Peter's like, yes. He's not hiding from the fact. He said that yeah. uh, Peter, Peter says that Mrs. De Laurentiis lied to her husband and they moved back to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then years later, when Spencer was five, they moved back. Um, and the first time that Peter saw Jason outside riding his bike, it was when he was outside riding his bike. Um, and Spencer's like, well, how did that make you feel? Why did they come back? And Peter says he never asked. Uh she, because he was afraid that um, because he was afraid of the answer. Um, I know this was not said, comma, but based on what had been implied, um, shout out to Veronica for completely law school while pregnant. Yeah, like that. That's impressive. <laughs> and and also like you can tell that Peter feels guilty for how everything was handled. Yeah. Like, Peter, for once, is being very straightforward, very honest, and very vulnerable. Um, and Spencer asks maybe if Allie knew about it before he did, and Peter's like, it's possible. So Spencer asks if he's sure about that and explains that Jason found money along with some of the love letters and asks if uh, Allie was blackmailing him. And her dad says, I know that you don't believe me a lot right now, and I get it, but I never gave money to the De Laurentiis for any reason, and I don't plan on starting. Plus, I think, like, Peter's not the kind of guy who would give in to blackmail. Nah, not, <laughs> not he Peter. He would have a field day taking people to court. He would. Like, like he, he don't seem like the blackmail type. But then that does ask the question, where did Allison get $15,000 from? Question so mark, question mark. what is your theory? Oh, where she got $15,000 from? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, right? At first, I didn't think this was Allison's money. I thought that was um her mom's money and stuff like that. Because, um, like... I thought it was I don't I don't know what Alice's mom's name is. Uh Jessica. But 
Jessica, because Jessica was like, there was these very nice notes that she had from this guy that she was seeing and stuff like that. And also in the box happens to be some, uh, well, all these notes happens to be money. So I thought it was the mom stuff and it was like maybe money that was like, Peter was like, here's some money for X, Y, and Z purposes that you need, right? Mm-hmm. So that was my first thought. But now that he was like, oh, I haven't given money to any of them. Now I'm like, well, I, that throws that theory off the window. Yeah. So where would Allie get the $15,000? And why would you take it in that box? I hate that you went back to the question. <laughs> I purposely skirted around that question. <laughs> I'll, let you, I'll let you think on it. Okay. Um, we're going to see Byron go to the French vegan place uh, and sit at a table where he can look at the door. Um, he's going to be sitting there a while. Um, and then well, Hannah and like, Emily... This was bad practice on Byron, right? Like, I understand the note says 8.30. So he probably arrived around 8.30, maybe a few minutes early. Mm -hmm. He should probably arrive around 9 o'clock. Because, uh, like, let's say they're supposed to be there around 8.30. Uh, Arya and Ezra start to walk. Byron's not hidden. Like, he's, like, obviously in open space. Like, if I was Arya, I'd be like, oh, can't go in there. My dad is here for some reason. So turning around. So that was bad practice on Byron's spot. That's <laughs> really fair. Yeah. Um. So, so like, come like what in the middle of the day, not be there for when it starts. And I understand there could be like hesitation, be like, okay, I missed them. Um, they could. I think like, he doesn't they, want anything to happen. Uh, you know what? That's more than valid. <laughs> like he, is, like he doesn't want to walk. He doesn't want to walk in and see the mid makeout and be like, "Are you for real?" Yeah. That's fair. Um, and you know that would be what happens. Yeah. Um, so back at the party, everyone's watching footage of the swim team victory, which like I didn't go to a lot of high school parties, but like I don't think people just rewatched their victory, like their team winning on a laptop at a party. But I guess it is at Hannah's house when her mom is there. So like what else are they gonna be doing? Um and Maya's sitting on the stairs looking pretty depressed. And so when Emily goes over to talk to her, Maya says she's not in a party mood. And she asks Emily if they can go somewhere. And Emily says, after the party, sure. Which, good for Emily. Let her enjoy her, Let her enjoy her time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was like, Emily, like, go with Maya wherever she wants to go. Like, this obviously is not her scene right now. Like, maybe, like... Yeah, but it's, like, a party celebrating Emily, too. Yes, that's fair. That's 100% fair. Uh, Comma, but Maya does not want to be here. Okay, so Maya can... I'll meet you, Maya, in an hour. Let me enjoy this party a little bit. You don't have to be here. Let's meet somewhere in an hour. But that's not what Emily said. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so, like, and I understand Maya wanted to, like, leave. Emily sh- should have just been like, uh, we can hang out tomorrow or something like that. You don't have to stay here. Yeah. Like, like, I, like, like if I was Emily, I would have been, like, left with Maya or gave Maya permission to leave. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so, Jason and Spencer are going to meet up. 
and Spencer tells her tells him the whole story. Um, and she says that she believes her dad. Jason, not so much. Like, oh, you believe your dad? Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, who else would give Allie that kind of money? And they argue until Jason walks out after Spencer says that Jason just wants it to be Peter so he can keep being angry. But let's let's keep it above 50, right? <laughs> um, to, um, what Jason knows is Allison found out about everything. And then there just happens to be all these letters from what's his name? Peter. And also three thousand three um letters with five thousand dollars in it. So the assumption will be A, this man gave this money to this little girl. That is a assumption that will be made. And I don't think that's a bunch of leaps in logic that was made. If that, if I'm being honest with you, and just because he says I didn't do it, does not free you from not doing it. <laughs> that does not mean you did not do it. Sure, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Like, like just as much as um Peter, um Jason wanted to be Peter, Jason can be like, uh, Spencer, that's you wanting to believe your dad. <laughs> yeah, how many of our dads fight us? Almost all of them. If not all of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, real quick, at the yes. party, Emily's gonna try to find Maya and he find and she finds her out on the patio lighting a joint. So maybe she's still smoking. Uh and like, Hannah is upstairs. Did, did, did yeah. Maya ever claim that she quit to Emily? No, but I think the assumption is that her that her parents found maybe not an old joint. Ah. Oh, that's adorable. That was... <laughs> so for the listeners, uh, Vinny has now crawled onto my shoulder and now he's leaving, but AJ said it was cute. It was. Because uh, it was. So Hannah's talking to Caleb on the phone upstairs because he's at the police station and uh, Wilden and Garrett are coming quickly and he tells Hannah that he's in a very hot spot and he needs her help and Hannah's like the fuck she's <laughs> <laughs> beautiful I love that energy she had no idea what was going on nope <laughs> she was so confused which to be fair if someone randomly was like hey AJ I'm in a hot spot Gotta go. I would be a little confused. Yeah. But she should know, given the fact that they've brought it up like 10 times in this episode. <laughs> but, and Hannah's the fair. She does not live episodically. <laughs> that is also fair. Um, so then we get sort of a montage of cutting between two scenes. So we're going to go through Arya's part first because like, there's really nothing Can we do- big oh, there. Yeah. I thought to say, you want to do Caleb since we're already on it? <laughs> well, so, like, we can there's, do Arya not, first. there's not a lot that happens with the Arya thing. Basically, okay. she follows Holden to the martial arts place, um, and Holden says, talks about the aneurysm and how, like, he's totally fine, and then it cuts between him competing and Caleb at the police station. 
mm-hmm. I guess for drama, but I did not care about Holden in the slightest, and I still don't. I cared a lot about this scene, but not for Holden. <laughs> for Caleb? No, I meant the Holden drama. Oh, you, why, why do you like that drama? No, I didn't like it. I said I cared about it. Why? More, more for the Byron of it all than anything else. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because meanwhile, in the background, Byron is still at the French Bistro waiting for them. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, that's fair. <laughs> so we're going to cut to the police station. And Darren is, uh, again, he is like, we don't want to have to call your family in California. And Caleb's like, Ooh. we don't have to. And he's kind of stalling, waiting, like tra- giving Hannah time. And Darren Wilden uh, hands Caleb his laptop and says, I'm going to watch you log in and there better not be any funny business, which I think is like the whitest thing that you can say. There better not be any funny business? There better not be any funny business, mister. (laughs) I don't know. It just seems like a white cop thing to say. Like, I was like... I was just thinking, like, what's the black equivalent? But I don't know. I don't know. Like, you better not get cute with it. I guess, yeah. Yeah, you are. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But no Hannah's trying business. to like hack into Caleb's computer and delete not the file. Messing around. <laughs> and she's like, Spencer, you you can hack things, right? And she's like, that's what Caleb's for. Honestly, that is correct. <laughs> Um, that was but, his only value to her. But Spencer's like trying to help. And she's like, do you remember the password? And Hannah goes through the parts she remembers. She can't remember the number um, at the end of it. And she's like, I need to get in and delete the files or he's going to be arrested. And um, so she remembers the cities and the alternating caps. And then she eventually remembers the number. Um and she remembers it because Spencer asks if it's like an important date and she types it in it's correct and as uh the cops and and Caleb Caleb has been told not to stand near the computer because they don't want him messing with anything um and Wilden and Garrett get closer to the the information in the computer but it starts erasing by itself um and they're like Caleb what are like how did you do this and he's like I was hacked remember yeah by his girlfriend what no thoughts (laughs) nothing okay I was proud of Hannah there oh yes yes I kind of did a good job uh Especially figuring out what the le- pause. She was like, "I don't remember the pastor. It's eleven something five. <laughs> okay, but the fact that she remembered alternating yeah. caps, the punctuation, and the uh, and the individual letters. So he, she remembered every city that he's ever lived in. Like that's impressive. It's very impressive, but it's like you remember all that, but you're forgetting one of the four. Yeah, numbers. that happens to me all the time. <laughs> you remember one, you remember everything but one detail, and that one detail is what you need. <laughs> it was very relatable content. 
Come on, Anna. Um, okay, next question. And I understand, like, like you have a certain number of tries before you lock, you're locked out. And also, uh, if it's a time. number, do you start at one or zero? Like, because, you know, when you don't know a number, well, I personally, when I don't know a number, I just start guessing. And I just start going in order. Like, one. I probably would have started with zero. Ah. See, because I would have started with one and would have got locked out. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I was very impressed with their technological queen. Yes, yeah, she did that. Listen, stuff she's in... no Mona, okay? That's what we needed. <laughs> we didn't need Like, Mona. why didn't she text Mona? Why didn't she text Spencer? Uh, only Emily knows that Mona's a genius like that. That's true. That's true. Mm hmm. Um, so meanwhile, Ezra shows up to the bistro and he receives a text from Arya and he's, that says that they need to reschedule. And as he turns to leave, he notices that Byron is inside. So it all worked out for the worst in our opinion, but the- No, it's not in our opinion. opinion. It just worked out in the worst. Right. But like, he's like, oh my God, thank God I'm not going to get arrested, like a citizen to arrest tonight. Uh, so Jay, mm -hmm. you can tell me that I am a bad person. I felt like one or more of the guys should have been in trouble at the end of this episode between yeah. Ezra, Holden, and Caleb. Like, the fact that all three of them <laughs> are like, you know what, everything was fine at the end of the day. So, like, like at least one of them, something should have went south within the episode. Yeah, we'll end this episode. Like for one of them. Because I don't think that they're all in the clear all three are in the clear for next episode. Interesting. Like A is gonna be pissed off when they figure out that Caleb didn't get in trouble. Sure. But also A has failed in the past before. Also, like and... Holden's aneurysm could burst. Well, he said Lucas I was not, gonna die last season. Possible. Okay, here's the thing. I I am not wishing for uh, anything to happen to um holding like that, comma but like get a black eye or something or get a concussion. Like get need to be sent to the hospital or something like that. You heard. So it's like, so 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 like um the parents know that there is something that is not on the up and up happening here. And whether it was like um holding parents feel like oh there's something not kosher here, or Byron find out there's something not kosher going here. Someone needs to find out. I want I want to know and mm -hmm. listeners, write in if I'm forgetting something here. Mm -hmm. TrueSecretsPod at gmail.com Love that plug. Um, didn't Ezra say don't ever call me again to Arya a couple episodes ago? I'm pretty sure he did. What changed? Keep that energy, Ezra. Um, I, I need, I need um, Ezra to go away forever. Yeah. Um, so after the tournament, Arya's like, I'm glad I stayed. Um, and hopefully uh, I won't be coming. And she's like, I'm not going to come to your next one. And she congratulates him. 
Um, and the phone rings and Arya answers and it's Byron. And he's like, yeah, uh, can I talk to Holden real quick? Hands the phone over to Holden. Holden says he's sorry to bother him. Uh, but he thought that he lost Holden's mom's number, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then he, he's like, yep, just checking in on you. Bye. And he believes that Arya and Holden have been going out on dates the entire time. Boo, boo. We hate it. We hate, we it. hate it. Byron, oh. you have, I assume, a PhD. At least a master's. You know you can't just do something once, call it an experiment, say it's done. You gotta you you gotta call on their next date, on the date after that, on the date after that. You need a decent sample size. I don't know. I I I like here's my thing. I think Byron has done his duties as a father. I agree, but I want him to catch them. Yes, correct. I also want him to catch them. Like, pause. What was I just going on? Like two minutes ago <laughs> i know i know but like he has done his due diligence and i'm mad that it didn't work <laughs> that did, i agree with you 100 this is a hate crime it really it is. is a it crime really is. and i hate it <laughs> correct what's it just me though i'm gonna be honest with you is there not something there between Holding an Arya. Oh, a hundred percent. But like, she's not leaving him for Ezra. She's not leaving Ezra for him. Why not? Because she's stupid. <laughs> and I want to make an amendment to that statement. She's stupid, okay. and she's been groomed by okay. this older man who earlier said that he loves her. Ah, that's fair. That's fair. He's pulling her back in every, like, he's playing hot and cold. He was like, I'm never call me again, blah, blah. And then he's like, I love you. So here's the thing, Jay. Um, through, um, I'm going to say two and three quarters of um, the series that I watched so far. No, one and three quarters of the series I watched so far. Um, the writers and the directors and the editors and producers are, like, clearly showing that they are okay with pedophilia. Uh, and see nothing wrong with this situation. So my question is, can they just write him off the show? He's clearly not going to get in trouble. He's clearly not going to go to jail. Can we can we just write that man out? Like they did with so many other of the pedophiles in this series. Okay, but here's the question. Yes. If they write him out in any way that isn't killing him, if they give him this job in New Orleans, isn't he just going to become like a serial predator of New Orleans? And doesn't New Orleans already have enough problems going on? Without another pedophile? And I say another because there's no, mm. unfortunately, no city that I can think of that does not have at least one pedophile. Mm. And that wasn't a dig at New Orleans. It's a dig at the state of Louisiana. I used to live in Mississippi, so I can dig, I can rag on Louisiana. Okay. Uh 
At least he wouldn't have easy access to children. We don't know that. Uh, yeah. I don't know that until that man is dead. Okay. He could change his name. Mm-hmm. He could say he's moving to New Orleans and then not actually. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't trust him. That's fair. Um, yeah. So let's cut to people we do trust. Hannah and Caleb. Do we trust them? No, but more so. Okay, that's fair. By comparison. That's that's valid. Um, Hannah and Caleb hug. They and and uh, Hannah's like, you could have told me what the one one o five meant. November fifth. That was the first time that we dot dot dot. And Caleb's like, well, there was an exclamation part mark next to it. Am, am That's I the dumb? most sixteen-year-old thing I've ever heard. Am I dumb? Am I be, am I like actually being dumb, Jay? I don't know. Tell me your thoughts. I don't know what happened on November fifth. They had <laughs> sex. Ah. That's why he put the exclamation mark after it. Interesting. Yeah. That was the night in the tent, remember? Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Cheese balls. Uh, and then Garrett's like frustrated. He's leaving. And Caleb's like, let's go. And Hannah says, let's rub it in his face a little bit more. And he starts making out with Caleb. And I'm just like, damn, get a room. Get a room. I agree. Um, like, because, like you said earlier, I feel, he, despite the fact that it was Garrett, I think Garrett was just doing his job right now. And also, like, like, yeah, he wants to see Caleb get in trouble, but like, he, he like he wasn't doing some of the stuff that they were doing prior, right? Like, <laughs> being dirty, like, like you could have legit cut Garrett out of this series and put like Randall Cop. Put our, our favorite black cop in this spot, right? He would never. Never what? Antagonize Hannah like that. Did he? All he did Garrett did was walk out of the police station. Yeah, but by antagonizing Caleb, he's antagonizing Hannah. Soft spot for that guy whose name I don't remember. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> he's been in like three scenes. He's had like two lines. Yeah, he's the top guy on the um, Rosewood Police Department. He should and be top guy in our heart. I was gonna say because like Wilden's probably a pay grade above <laughs> him because mediocre white men suck. <laughs> That's fair. Um, speaking well, of mediocre, let's finish white up white men. Oh, okay. So Jason knocks on Spencer's door. That is not where I thought we were going. Uh, And she's like, my dad's not here. But Jason already knows that. Um, Why is Jason here? Jason wants to apologize because Spencer was right. He He wanted to believe that Allie was blackmailing Peter, but because it would make things easier. 
but there's nothing easy about the situation they're in. Um, what, what, what's that theory? It's not Occam's razor, but you know. Where the simplest thing is the, is what's is really she, happening. That is Occam's yeah. razor. Oh, it is? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Spencer says that they're wired the same way. That's why they're at odds all the time. Um, and she tells Jason she thinks she knows why Allie needed at least some of the money because she was looking for someone she was afraid of. And Jason asks who? And Spencer says she can find out, but she needs Jason to trust her $2,000 worth. Which, to be fair, that's a dead girl's money. Like, Allie's not going to use it. I'll be honest with you, Jay. Uh, I'm assuming we we found out about the money like in the first five minutes. So I spent 35 minutes of the episode being like, this is where we're headed. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, <laughs> truthfully. As soon as Aria was like, as soon as the guy was like, we need $2,000 or you owe me $2,000, I was like, well, shit, she can use the other 13000 to find the ring. <laughs> I love that, Jay. I love. That. Or like, buy her that. sister a new ring, thirteen thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! I'm so happy we brought that back up. Uh, justice for her ring. Hashtag justice for Melissa. Justice for. It's been a minute since we see Melissa, right? It has been a long time. Ah. Have you given birth to that baby yet? <laughs> like was there a baby for her to give birth to like Ian died yeah around the time that uh Hannah and Caleb had sex right correct and if we're assuming it's around spring and if Melissa was pregnant before he died, but and, he, and he knew about the baby before he I died. Remember the, the car accident, though? There might not be a baby. <gasps> no. What? I'm just saying, she got in a car accident. Oh, shit. Oh, that just broke my heart. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. There also might be a baby. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god clearly it's not a big plot point because I don't remember <laughs> oh my gosh you, you just you, I don't think the listeners understood like how much that sentence impacted me <laughs> like I took AJ's breath away and it like he's already sick but like I took the rest of it Um, anyway, let's finish up the episode because there's one last scene where Emily actually just more than one scene. Um, because we did not talk about the question that Maya asked Emily. Oh yeah. So earlier in the episode, (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna go back at the party. Um, and Emily is angry because Maya lied to her. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe Maya did tell her that she quit. Because apparently Emily is like, you lied to me. And Maya is equally angry. And she's like, I'm going to leave. You're so much better at fitting in than I am. 
And Emily's like, I thought you didn't care. And Maya's like, yeah, I'm very good at convincing people. And Emily asks, why can't they talk to Maya's parents? Maya says, there's no way she's going back to rehab. She has friends in San Francisco. Why don't you come with me, Emily? And Emily's like, I can't do that. That, that was a laundry. <laughs> I know, I wanted to get through the content to get your reaction. <laughs> My first, um, spoilers for another show that, um, happens, like, years later. Uh, so, like, you can fast forward, like, 30, 45 seconds. You don't want to be spoiled. It gave me big, um, the end of season one of Euphoria. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it was very self, like, I understand this position that Maya is in. Yeah. Yes. I, I But like, to she, ask Emily to give up everything for her is seems very selfish correct like it, it really is a selfish thing that Maya's asking and genuinely I don't think she should have asked that question that was extremely unfair to Emily like especially like you can't just first off spring that on someone especially someone like Emily and then expect the answer um and I understand the situation that Maya's being put in like and it's like partial um drug place partial conversion therapy place like you don't want to go back to that i think that's valid i understand that and so you want to run away um more power to you i, I get that <laughs> you should be putting emily in that position though like no. things are not and you know family means so much to emily and you're asking her to like just run off where her mom won't even know where she is mm -hmm. when her mom barely already knows where she is. <laughs> like i will stand here and i will say Sam didn't call to celebrate the victory here's what i believe jay we have to be never seeing pam again because that was like <laughs> like the writers of the show just had to be like right off pam because that was such an out-of-character thing for Pam to do. They're like, homophobia is not in. <laughs> Let me get rid of her. <laughs> like, that was insane that she did that. <sighs> yeah. So. <laughs> but anyway, back to um, but, um, Maya. But, like, here's the thing. Like, Maya could have even said, listen, I made it on mine. Sorry for not talking to you about this. But I'm, I'm going to San Francisco. Because I can't do this. Like, I, I don't know where, how you feel well, about you that. You can't ask I don't know where we stand. come with you. You cannot ask her to come with you. And also, she's been like, I need to give this new Emily time to figure out if she really wants this, blah, blah. She's giving Emily every reason to break up with her. And then she's like, drop everything and come to San Francisco with me. Yeah, because she's only back in her life for like, what, a month or something like that? Who knows? I don't know the timeline. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, so it's ridiculous. It's weird. Um, so at the end of the episode, Emily's trying to call Maya. She's saying she feels really bad about the fight. And she's like, call me before you do anything. And then we see that A is watching Emily through the window. And that's the end of the episode. So, AJ. 
Yes. Since that's the end of the episode, I just have a couple of questions for you. I got a couple answers like I always do. All right. Well, AJ, Oh, pause. I did not think about the $50,000. Um, <laughs> that was going to be your first question. Okay, let me, let me, let me bake some real quick. <laughs> um, well, here's the thing. Uh, we, we know, and I hate that I'm about to say this. We, we know that one of the things that the parents of Rosewood uh, really care about is image, especially most of them. Um, and I think there is a chance that Allie was like, I know your secret, um, sir, Mr. Peter. So give me money or I'm going to let everyone know. And Peter's like, I ain't about to have this. You about to blackmail me. And he might have, you know, ranted about this to a certain wife of his. And his wife was like, oh, we have a reputation we have to upkeep. This cannot get out. <laughs> so she might have been getting the money from Veronica. Hmm, interesting. That is my current theory. All right, all right. Well, I already know what because Because remember, last episode, Veronica already knew about the affair. Like, we don't know when Veronica found out. Like, Veronica might have found out from Allison. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, I already know what your favorite A, your favorite A message was this episode. The letter on Byron's car. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So Honestly, I, here's oh. my thing. I think there's only two A messages, right? Mm-hmm. I think both of them were good. Uh, I like this um, Byron one better. Based on how they played out, like had the Caleb one fell through, Caleb one would have been my favorite. It would have been based on which one was actually executed and neither was executed. So they both take a hit. Yeah, that's really fair. Yeah. Um, who do you think A is? Um, I don't have a reason to be off, of Mo- off the Mona train. Especially because we, we you know who else has SS to those files? Mona. Like, <laughs> Like Mona had that to the file. Mona was there at the sleepover. Mona um, had opportunity to grab the laptop. All right, so, you know what? I, I like my Mona's theory right now. All right, all right. And <laughs> who do you think killed Allie? Who? who? It could have been. Jason, it could have been Garrett. So we're off the Ian train. Because Ian confessed. It could have been Ian. It's one of the it's one of the the whatever the name of the club was. Yeah, it's one of them. One of them did it. Because because here's my thing. Garrett looked too too nervous for for page five to come back up or whatever. Um Officer Wilden had, and I'm like, why would you be nervous of all people? Yeah. So, so, so. <laughs> no, great points are made. Yeah. All right, one more question for you. Answer, baby. Next week's episode is called "Breaking the Code." What is breaking the code about? Breaking the code. So obviously, um, we're not done with Caleb because first off, hackers and stuff. Um. Uh, Pause. Can I ask you a question? Like, was it just me, or did I, when the files were being deleted, did I not think, okay, go to the trash or the delete section, or is that not a thing? No, that's a 
that's a thing. That's a very reasonable response. Because that was my thought. I was like, okay, let's see if this really gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's a reasonable response. Okay, good. <laughs> so what is breaking the code about? Oh, uh, so like, maybe we're not breaking the code in particular about his laptop, but we're breaking the coder. Like we're doing something that's going to impact either his relationship with Hannah or mm. impact his relationship with his family in California. Like A said, um, Caleb's nest and A was not joking about that. <laughs> He's like being serious. Like I'm going to take down Caleb. Okay. So, so I think this is going to be a bad round for Caleb. And also um, we're going to, of course, we're going to get follow up on the um, $2,000 and who A could be. God, I hope so. <laughs> we knew this for so long we need so some long. answers some answers <laughs> uh so listeners if you want to write in to us about anything we've covered up until this point or about next week's episode which is breaking the code season yeah. two episode 21 then please write into us at two secrets pod at gmail.com you can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts, wherever you found us to listen to this one, um, and write us a review. Give us five stars. We earned it. Or at least AJ did. <laughs> you earned it too, Jay. Uh, AJ. Honestly, you carried me this episode. <laughs> you know, we carry each other. You are the wind beneath my wings. I appreciate that. But where can people find you if they need some uplifting content of their own? Um, they can find me on Twitter at TheKidNorris. That's where I retweet anything I am on. Awesome, awesome. And you can find me at jmanji underscore. And uh, until next time, everyone, talk to you later, AJ. Bye. Bye. Got a secret, can you keep it? Swear this one you'll save Better lock it in your pocket Taking this one to the grave If I show you, then I know you won't tell what I said Cause two can keep a secret If one of them is dead